Okay, episode 11, Hard to Please with Eva V. Today I have on Riley. Hello, hello. Um, so just, I guess, a quick little backstory. Um, Riley is somebody that I look up to. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Thank you, I appreciate it. You're somewhat of like a mentor to me uh, just because of like not just like what you do is like in your career but like the pathway that you got there i think is pretty fucking dope i appreciate that um so when you hit me up and said you were gonna be in 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 milwaukee i was like well i guess i gotta book the studio shout out green tunnel studios on a thursday so feel pretty uh feel pretty well you did you did actually uh text me i better let you know next time i was in milwaukee and i had to be on the podcast you let me know like two days ago well that's when i knew i would be in town you booked your flight that soon all right it was like five days ago (laughs) okay that's still a flex that you're booking flights like five days previous to going somewhere uh shout out united plus (laughs) i strongly recommend it for anybody who travels a lot um okay well so riley works in the music industry that's kind of how i met him i mean I wouldn't say that that's like directly how I met you, but I would say that that was like an avenue. Yeah. That so and, uh, the Fiji guys, shout out Fiji gang. Yeah. So introduce yourself. Um. Yeah. Uh. When did we meet? Twenty twenty one. I feel like it was like Miramar shows. So Miramar shows. Okay, we can start there. I guess. Uh, so my name is Riley. I've lived in Milwaukee for ten years. I recently moved out to Los Angeles. Um, I work a lot in music publishing, and also I just got into private events. Interesting. I and that kind of goes back to the, you know, how I met you when I was throwing shows with Mondo. Shout yeah. out to DJ Mondo. Um, and yeah, kind of just taking that to a different level and doing different things and staying in the music industry for sure, but trying to branch out as much as I can in the entertainment industry. So what are you doing now? Um... Right now, I am working on Chief Keefe's Gangs Giving charity fundraiser. Okay, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. How so, did you get to that point? Okay, because okay, let's ba- let's backtrack. So I met you. You were Mondo's manager, mm-hmm. and but you also managed Lucian, which is why you live in LA now. Yes. Right. Okay. So shout out Lucian Parker. Let's start. Let's start there. Okay. So you managed Lucian Parker. Yes. And he got signed to a label. He got signed to Avex Publishing. Okay. So he signed for he signed as a writer. Okay. So it's not a record deal. It's a publishing deal. Okay. And so he so his plan was to move out to LA, and he brought you as like his manager. Um, he's actually been out there for like three years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the plan, I mean, I just, you know, eventually you kind of, not always, but a lot of the time you kind of have to move to LA for at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I kind of put it off as long as I could, but now. Why? I don't know. I like, I like the Midwest. Okay. We'll get to, that's, that's yeah. one of my topics, okay, but, cool. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to hear about how, like, how did you get from managing like local Milwaukee artists to like the projects you're working on now like tell me about that segue so it actually started my freshman year of college um i was actually working in the edm space i was doing social media and just kind of like intern stuff for uh an artist named grizz and doing stuff with like big gigantic and 
you know, some people that were kind of on the come up. And then from there, I uh, started working for Red Bull, doing events with Red Bull. And then that's how I got tapped in. That's actually how I met the Fiji guys. Really? They were doing shows with uh, some other people that I don't think any of us affiliate with anymore. Um, but yeah, Probably. that's how we, uh, <laughs> that's how I met with those guys. And then, um, Aaron Olson, shout out to Miramar and everybody over there, um, gave me the venue on Thursdays and then I just started throwing shows and working in the live space more. Now Lucian for a lot of that time was living in Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, he's two years younger than me, but we've been friends since high school mm-hmm. and I want to say we started really working together in 2018. We did a Europe tour, and then we opened a recording studio here in Milwaukee, and we've been fortunate enough to open two more locations. Right. One in Los Angeles and one in Minneapolis. That's lit. Studio 21X. That's at Studio 21X. On, uh, <laughs> Plug it. Instagram. You can book directly on there. Okay. So, wait, like... It's a lot... It's a lot, you know, like there's so many things that happen that I could just ramble about, but it's no, hard. It's, I'm trying to keep it condensed for you. So it's crazy because we got lunch a couple months ago and that's like the first time I ever really got to like pick your brain because every time I had ever been around you, it was in like a, a show setting. Mm. And I just remember the like one of like the biggest pieces of advice you gave me was like, say yes to anything that will help you in the direction Mm -hmm. that you want to go like just take shit on and like learn yeah and when you're starting out yeah for sure yeah and which is where i'm at and i think that's like the best piece of advice i've could have gotten because it really is no set path no at all i mean you literally started with grizz yeah i mean it's like that's why when people ask me like how should i get into the music industry or like what should i do to do this x y and z and it's like there's no blueprint to do it right like i mean there's like certain pieces of advice you can always give but ultimately you got to just like want it bad enough to be able to try things and step out of your comfort zone and yeah i mean it's it never happens the way you think it does yeah the outcome might be what you want if you put the time into it but like the path there you're gonna hit turns and shit that like you don't see coming so when you got Thursdays at the Miramar, did you know you were going to, like, th- that you and Mondo, like, that was going to become a whole thing? Or was that yeah. just, yeah? Yeah. That was the plan? Yeah, because Mondo was actually Lucian's DJ. Okay. In Madison. Okay. And then Mondo was moving back to Milwaukee at the time that Aaron and I had this conversation. Right. So immediately I was like, Mondo. Yeah. Um, that was a, a really smart move. Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, like, y'all were selling out for a while. Yeah, I think we did... Yeah, he uh, he really uh, capitalized on that and was able to... Obviously, you see what he's doing now. I mean, you guys created, like, this whole... Like, you guys had a team mm-hmm. that was... A, it was a very, like, well-oiled machine. Yeah. That was really cool to watch, like, from the sidelines. Yeah, no, it and, and it still is. Like, those guys... Honestly, it's, like, one of the best teams I've ever worked with. Yeah. Like, at any level. So at what point did you decide, like, it was time to move on? Because, like, that was, like, a good run, and I know that now they've moved on from the Miramar. But what at what point did you decide, like, it was your turn to move on? Um, honestly, like, 
I I kind of started this journey with Lucian, and like that's my brother, and like right. you know, it's always kind of been like that was more of a priority, mm-hmm. not always was going to be, and, and it's not like Mondo didn't know that or like Gabe or any of those guys, um, and just things kind of started to pick up there. So, it kind of, like I said, it became that time where I kind of had to move out to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely am involved as much as I can be. Yeah. With Mondo and, and all those guys. Like, I love those guys. I love performing with them. I love doing, you know, production and lighting and anything I can. But yeah. I'm just not able to, like, be here right. in the same way. So I'm not going to manage somebody that I can't really give all my attention to. So how... Chief Keef. <laughs> how did we get there? Um, So, yeah... Um, so I just started doing events. Um, the last event I did was a summer raise birthday party. Okay. Um, that's cool. That was, that was an interesting experience for sure. But, um, from there I got connected to Chief Keep's manager who I know through, um, I actually work with her. She works, uh, with our studio publishing company, 21X. Um, and she works with Lucian. Her name is Mariah Love. She's been in the industry forever she's Mm -hmm. got a number one record she's written for beyonce she's she's called um she works on gang management who manages chief keef too rare uh little nar some other people okay and yeah that's how i got connected with them that's cool as fuck and i met with them and they're like all right gang's giving's yours i was like okay that's that's pretty cool so that's what i'm working on right now um it's crazy because i don't think ever on my podcast i've talked about like Cause I started off like trying to just do shows and like making that just like my main focus. And I learned very fast that that's not the way to do it. No, you gotta do everything. Yeah. You have to do everything. Back to me saying say yes to everything. Literally. Because I like when I started this podcast, it was just like a creative outlet. And I learned very fast that this could be a way to get into that. Like just by meeting people. And it's just, it's all really just networking, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean the entertainment industry is just like, like it's 80 percent that yeah and then you just gotta be like not an idiot actually scratch that there's plenty of idiots in the in the industry but which is a great segue so (laughs) perfect beautiful (laughs) um so la yeah so what's that like because you're from minneapolis minneapolis so very very big like midwest energy Mm -hmm. yeah inner city minneapolis though like you know, used to the city. Yeah. Not, it's not, like, too much of a difference in terms of, like, the hustle and bustle and all that. But, like, know. L.A., I don't know. Here, talk a little closer. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. L.A., I've had, I've never had a desire to go there. Like, not even to, like, visit. It just doesn't seem like. I mean, it's not really a place to visit. It's definitely a place to, like, go get work done. Right. Like, I've, I've never gone to Los Angeles on vacation. Right, but, like, I don't know, just in general, like, I don't have a desire to be there. I, I mean, I, that sounds like a you problem. I mean, It is it is a me problem. What, what is, so what, okay, <laughs> so Ela- like, elaborate on that a little so bit. So, like, I want you to talk about, like, the difference, because obviously you worked in the music industry. Mm-hmm. It's been a while now. Yeah, 10 years. So, right, so, like, what is... Damn, that's crazy. You've been in L.A., it's been, like, what, six, seven months-ish? little longer i mean i've been going out there like because like several times a year for the last five years but yeah i mean i moved out there 
in august so so talk about like the difference because i mean everything well yeah but <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally everything's different the pros the cons because i don't know as an yeah. outsider i just look at la and it just seems like ugh, like it's it's i mean overwhelming to think about but also something i just don't even want to think about but like you said like it's something that you kind of have to live there for it at a point in time i mean it depends like you don't always have to but like it, it kind of depends on what you're trying to do like there's definitely people that are successful from wherever they want to be um so you're saying like what's like the best part or the worst yeah part give me the pros and cons pros and cons um i mean the pros are just like the opportunities are pretty endless out there and the networking is just like yeah i mean unfortunately like that's in the music industry, in the creator space, in the influencer space, that's the best place to be in terms of networking and stuff. New York is not even close with the music industry. Like, I'm not saying New York's not a bad place to be at all. Like, that's a, you know, there's shit going on there. But, right. like, in other cities. But it's just, like, definitely the most opportunity. You're going to run into the most people that you might not expect. Not in terms of, like, celebrities that you, like, want to meet, but, like, people right. that are, like, able to networking opportunities yeah just yeah. give you a shot put you in a position like like how i you know most of the opportunities that i've gotten have been just like very not like they wouldn't have happened if i wasn't out there yeah like for sure wouldn't have. right and yeah i mean it's just meeting people that's where so many people are people are moving out though like they're moving around but yeah miami's great too <laughs> la Miami's de definitely the best la gives like the vibe where it's like like it's nobody's staying, everybody's coming and going, at all times. I don't know. Yeah. LA seems overwhelming. It seems like it's just everybody's like obviously. It's a place to go if you have a like a a purpose. You have you know a a goal. Yeah. So it just seems like that's just all it is. I mean, yeah. Which is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah, no, but you're right. That it just is, seems very overwhelming. That is what it is, though. So, like, you know, take that how you want it, but, like, that that is what it is. So, so it's, like, it is kind of just one big networking city for the specific space we're in. Right. So, like, I remember when we had our lunch a couple months ago, you, want, something you said to me was, like, when you're working in the music business, not as an artist or a performer, mm -hmm. we get, we have a little bit longer of a timeline because we don't need to make it before a certain age. Yeah. So, living in LA, do you f like feel a little bit? I mean, I I think that that statement is true. I agree with that. But do you feel more rushed because you're in LA versus out in the Midwest? No, honestly, rushed in what way? Rushed is in like I need to like I need to get constantly have the ball rolling and keep up with everybody around me. Um, no, honestly, well, kind of, okay. So, financially, yes. I feel rushed to like because it's expensive out there and just like it's expensive to like pull off certain events and do certain things um so i'm in a rush to like you know make x amount of money in x amount of time right but honestly since being out there like i've gotten more opportunities than ever put on me at once so i feel like it was the opposite like a bunch of shit came my way yeah. i said yes to all of it which like <clears throat> you know I don't recommend that saying it's yeah. too much stuff. Um, you know, it's been a lot of work. It's been, it's been stressful, but you know, you kind of got to just like 
prove yourself. I don't know. I feel like I'm in like the G League in of the NBA. Okay. Like, <laughs> like and I'm like getting scouted to like go start on an NBA team kind of. Okay. But I'm surrounded by fucking all stars, which is great. Yeah, I bet that's that's cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I got a lot of people. I got a lot of people to uh, to look up to and kind of watch what they're doing. And I'm around a lot of people at the top level, and I'm you know blessed to like see a lot of the process at pretty much every level. Yeah. So that's been that's been really good to that's just been good for me and my career and all aspects. So, outside looking in, Milwaukee artists. Yeah. So, because I'm I'm in the shit, right? Yeah. So I see the way they're moving. Front seat. I have I show as hell have my opinions. Um. Because I think we both agree. Like there is a. There is like a, a a threshold in Milwaukee. Like you, once you have like your you have your time to get out, and if you miss it, that you might have just missed it, like altogether. Yeah, most of the time I would say. And I feel like a Not lot. Not saying of, people can't, you know. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, you work hard. You know, you can have you know your second fifteen yeah, minutes you of fame or whatever. Have, you definitely usually have a window of you know relevancy or clout that you got to take advantage of that a lot of people don't. And a that's, lot that's of people. That's not exclusive to Milwaukee, you know, right? But, but I mean, it's it's such like a Milwaukee like theme. I feel that I've seen happen to so many artists that just makes me want to just like. Okay, Here, here's here's <laughs> what I say about Milwaukee artists. I think the biggest downfall of Milwaukee artists have been. Um, how clicked up it's been, yeah. how the scene has been clicked up, and how people have been, you know, kind of in competition with each other. Yeah. Instead of, you know, just being in competition with the rest of the country and the rest of the world, I feel like there's been a lot of. Go. I feel like there's just been a lot of like, not like beef, but like unnecessary like turmoil or like people not fucking with certain people and kind of just staying clicked up like i know you have your team and like all that but i just feel like that's been a downfall that i've noticed living here yeah um as far as like like i guess what else are you wondering what i think of milwaukee well like okay because milwaukee artists there's a shit ton of talent here there's a shit ton of talent but i agree with what you're saying as in like i feel like once people have once they become well known in milwaukee it's some artists fall into that curse of being like, okay, well, I'm 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 known here, mm. and then they try to branch out and become like go on tour or whatever, and it doesn't work as well because oh. it's not as like close knit as Milwaukee is. Like the Milwaukee, like people who listen to local music here, well, they'll they'll ride for it, yeah. but that doesn't mean you can just go out to Atlanta and do a show. Yeah, that actually just reminded me of another thing that I see Milwaukee artists slipping on. But this is this is a lot of local artists in a lot of cities um, when they start to get buzz in like you said like they start to get big in milwaukee yeah they try to put all their homies on tracks or on shows or they load and like they try to now you're now you're trying to sell a whole slate of artists along with you and you're making it way harder on yourself yeah like if you were like you got to be a little bit selfish in this industry like yeah especially as an artist like you can't like it just like you might think your homie's dope, but like your homie's obviously not doing numbers, and you put him on a song where he does the hook and just fucks your whole shit up. Like right, yeah. that happens so much. 
people putting their homies on. I mean, it, I think just in the creative industry in general. Like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I because, get like, it. you want to help your friends. Exactly. Like, you want to, like, bring them up with you. But, but the best way to do that is to get on first. Don't try to get on with everybody at the same time. Not this whole, like, we're all going to get up together. And that's not how this works. Yeah. Somebody if get you, up first. Yeah. If you want to put your homies on, you get the fuck on yourself. They rally behind you. You get a platform. You get some money. Then you decide who to put on if you want to do that. But, like... You're just dragging yourself down trying to do it all at once. Yeah. Like, it's fucked. Yeah. It is cool to see, because, um, like, DC the Don. Yeah. It's cool to see his kind of recent come up, because um, mm-hmm. he made made it to, like, the, like, XL Freshman, and, like, he's yeah. been doing, like, Rolling Loud and everything. Is he is he affiliated? Does he, is his brand affiliated with Milwaukee at all? No. Exactly. Right. No. And like, that's what I've been like peeping is kind of like he it's he had like the billboard in Milwaukee and like he'll like pop up at like shows and stuff like do opening openings or whatever. But he's not like that's not his whole brand. His brand is not Milwaukee in any way. At all. At all. Exactly. And I think that a lot of artists could take notes. 100%. Like that's a perfect that's a perfect example. And like. Again, it's like it's not not like I'm saying, don't ever put on for your city, don't do any of that. But like, he, he was like, I'm gonna put me on, and like now I can decide what the fuck. And he did exactly. And he's doing pretty he's doing damn well. well. Yeah, he's doing well. Like I have his songs on my playlist, and I like yeah. I listen and forget that he's from here. Yeah, shout out DC like, the Don. Right, but um. But like I mean, now I do, however, like back to like. Uh, the people being clicked up like I do think it's dope what like Run Along's doing and like what Fiji's done but that's a little bit different that's like they like they've been selling that as a group from Jump you know what I mean yeah that was like that was the the plan from the Jump it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't it's not like a bunch of separate like acts under like a label like they're one, right they're one unit they're one brand they right like content if, out like that like if I somebody from fiji's doing a show there's other people mm-hmm. on the lineup and that's been from like the beginning yeah you know run along reminds me of they remind me of odd future back in the day i can see that like how they just like their parties and like how just like they're wild and like how they move together and everything i like, can see that i was just the last episode we were talking about like milwaukee like quotes on like quote unquote like rite of passage because like you think about like when you turn 18 and you go to like the the basement party like east side parties and stuff like that and i think that that was i don't i know that they still go on i don't know if it's still like as important as it was back then but that was a a very important part of like creating clout in that time in milwaukee for sure and i think that like fiji i mean not i think i know fiji has a lot to Oh yeah, they definitely they definitely contributed to the Mondo shows that we started big time. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how I got introduced. I yeah. only came because I mean, I knew Larry and like Larry had like DJed for us for other shows. Mm-hmm. But um shout out Lightskin Larry. Yeah, shout out Lightskin Larry. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, that's how I ended up going to those. But okay. So one of my topics on here is festivals. Ooh. Okay. So you are much like me, like we both like rap and we both like EDM. I like everything. Well, yeah, but like yeah. those are like very like I feel. Yes, those are very important. Um, yeah, genres, yes. and it's a very different scene for both. Yes. Like okay, if I'm going to like Bonnaroo or like Lost Lands or. Okay, but those are two very different scenes. But I mean, but like North Coast, like it's more of like I'm. It's going to be more 
EDM. Okay. Versus if I'm going like Rolling Loud or yeah, like Summer Smash yeah, or whatever. Yep. So you you want to start your own festival one day. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about the way festivals are like going nowadays? Like I feel like as of late, festivals I feel like used to be a type not I don't want to say like a family sort of thing because it wasn't, but it was it was more of a close knit community, and now it's become so like commercialized. Like it's an Instagram event. Yeah, it's very different than it used to be, which isn't a, necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. it's a different vibe now. Yeah, I mean that's kind of with everything, though, right? Like as I guess. Like, like with, with social media and like entertainment, it's all kind of getting more corny. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. Not everything, but like you know, mainstream shit is getting. Everything's getting so commercialized and blown up and, um, you know, Live Nation, you got Live Nation that's kind of monopolizing everything and then they're running all these festivals or other brands and now all these festivals look and feel the same. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I think that's why, like, if you're a real big festival goer, like, go find some small, like, hippie ones and shit. But those big ones are fun, like, don't They're fun, they're just different because I, I mean... I, I haven't gone in a while. So I, I mean, I am a ride or die like Bonnaroo. I love Bonnaroo. Yes. Yeah, Shout Bonnaroo. Out the farm. That will be like when I die, you can spread my ashes there. I'll be fine with that. Yeah. But no, nah, Bonnaroo is beautiful. I'm I'm starting to gravitate t- like more towards like the smaller festivals because it's not as commercialized. Yeah. And I love like when I can't attend a festival, the live streaming all that that's cool as fuck. Like I'm mm-hmm. totally here for it. But like when I went to summer smash a couple years ago versus like this year like i'm i think what cole bennett is doing is great i would love to be at his level but it's just made like attending a festival and it's so different it's night and day what do you mean it's made it different because now i go and it's it's not it used to be like you know what i'm just i'm gonna focus on having a good time i mean Mm. i'm still focusing on having a good time yeah but it's about the fits the like instagramable content like what i can make like public for everybody to see i feel like that's the vibe more now that more than if ever you, before if you choose for it to be I, like my, i'm not saying like me specifically i'm saying like the general vibe is how it feels i mean like i went to summer smash and there was like specific areas for like that were like like hour-long lines just for a photo yep which is insane to me you're gonna spend how much money to be here and you're going to sit in line for two hours to get a fo- one photo? Hey, I mean, shouts out to Lyrical Lemonade for setting up. I mean, no, that's cool. Like, things like that. It was cool. That's how you get sponsors right there. I guess. See, we, we view things differently. You're more like, you're <laughs> I mean, more business now. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, the, I'm saying the people are dumb for doing that for sure. Oh, yeah. For waiting in line. Like, I'm just saying it's smart. For well, them. he's smart for capitalizing on it for yeah, sure. Like, I mean, like, I think any show... Or any event, you know, you need certain step and repeat, and which is like your backdrop or like uh, red carpet, maybe with like all the sponsors yeah. listed and stuff. What um, was your first festival that I ever went to? Yeah, Electric Forest. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, it was you fucked. started off with that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was nineteen. Which was what year? Twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. That's not bad. My first was uh, Somerset. 
actually yeah i went that same year too Somerset. yeah i went 20, to three times 2016 that was my first year i went 2014 15 16 wait who was there 2016 chance rapper oh was that one chance the weekend and like okay i worked that one yeah yeah that was a good one yeah that's the one that made them go uh bankrupt no i thought that was skrillex he was there that same year no he was there the year after no, well no sorry it was yeah it was the year with chance the weekend and dead mouse so that was the first year I went, but the second year I went. Dead Mouse was five hundred thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he yeah. couldn't charge that much. Well, he probably could now, but I mean, depends on where. But no, probably not. You don't think so? Mm, no. I haven't. I guess I haven't really heard about him, and maybe since then. Yeah, and he's kind of a piece of shit. Oh, like as a person. Well, that's public information, though. I mean, I guess I don't know him, so like I can't really say that I've heard that. <laughs> like, like, but Rumor like, is. I don't know. Like he, like he's, you know, respect to him, I guess. That's not my lane of music, but like he was—he's definitely like a. Yeah, I just remember when a Mount Rushmore uh, type guy for a lot of people. From when Bass Nectar tried to bring the festival back, and then all that shit came out, and it just obviously never happened. Yeah, there's always like five or six like titans in EDM that like lead the lanes. I mean, I guess the same is kind of for hip hop, but for like EDM, like there's always somebody that's like leading the way in the house department, yeah. and then the live department, like the Grizz type stuff. And then, you know, the the bass music, like, mm-hmm. Bass Nectar was that. Um, when he disappeared for his allegations and yeah. things that are definitely probably true. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like Grizz took that spot. I, I would definitely agree. I feel like Grizz was... Is fucking insane. Well, Grizz was, like, on that, like projector like that was gonna happen i feel like uh yeah, maybe he, not to the extent that it has like with bass nectar leaving the scene yeah but i think that that was always like kind of what was gonna happen the yeah, way I that mean, grizz was coming yeah up. his cult following is just insane like, insane like he's not mainstream by any means but also pretty but- lights coming back i'm i was kind of expecting that because pretty lights has a pretty big cult following too. yeah but, but they all kind of i mean a lot of them they kind of dispersed yeah they, a lot of them moved to grizz or the younger ones did yeah i mean he'll always have his fans he's like i think he's like a good like one of the goats for sure oh in, for in sure. all of production like i love pretty lights but for sure. um yeah i mean it, that's a big comeback to make and he's he's yeah. a bit he's a bit older. Like I'd go see him. Like, like it was years. It's been. It's he's not he's not years. adding to he's not adding to like these newer festivals lineups and stuff. But if he's going to these festivals where there's people that were listening. So who do you think are the five titans then of EDM right now? Right now, yeah. I mean, I don't even really know right now. I mean, Grizz, but like he just wrapped it up with his last album. Yeah. Um, I think Odessa's up there. They're wrapping it up too, though. Um. I don't want to believe it. I don't so really I'm know if they're disagree. a lane leader though. I they're definitely one of the hot tickets. Yeah, there's there's somebody that's if they're on the lineup, they're gonna be the, a headliner, yeah. and yeah. people are gonna go specifically for them. Um, I don't really know who's killing it in house music right now. Hmm. I'm not super tapped in with the trap. Kind of went away, but then there's like people like ISOXO that are like kind of bringing that back. Um, yeah, I don't really like. G. Jones is kind of doing his fucking thing right now. That's a little bit heavier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people dirty. like Subtronics, he's really Subtronics big right has now. been killing yeah, it. Yeah, he's been going I nuts. know his last tour was insane. Um, the Ganja White Knight dudes were doing big for a while. Uh, who else was with Subtronics at that festival last year, the New Year's Eve one? 
the Radiant song. I just know that he's been uh, touring with his now wife. Yeah, he's a uh, subgenre. Is he's he's big time for sure. So okay, switching over. Who do you think there are the five titans in rap right you now? Right You're gonna say Drake. That's um, obviously one. Yeah. Um. So we're talking in terms of like currently putting on music and stuff like that. Like we're yeah, not who's like, running? We're not it talking right like now. businessmen that have like. Oh yeah, so like, no. I could take out Jay Z, Diddy, those people. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I would say Drake. Um, baby. Um, Dirk's up there. Yeah. Um, I agree. Shit. I'm trying to think. Help me kind of refresh. I mean, Travis um, Scott's always up there. Uzi's always up there. Um, I mean, I feel like Uzi definitely, he's kind of that rage. He's kind of the rage lane leader. I feel Cardi. Like f- well, yeah, I was about Cardi. to say, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, well, Cardi. I think Cardi, he's up there. I knew there. I was going to forget so I many, just feel like, like currently, if you were to drop an album right now, no problem. Right back up there. Yeah. But Cardi fans, Cardi fans are pretty. Cardi fans are diehard. In terms of like ridiculous. fandom, I guess, like how I was saying with EDM, like I guess I would definitely put Cardi, I would definitely put Drake. Um, I think it's harder in hip hop to to like get that cult following for sure because yeah. it's so much bigger. Like yeah, hip hop's the biggest music in the world. Yeah. Um. So. Well, it's also like well, like in hip hop, a common theme is who's the goat. You know. Yeah. And so people are always. I feel like they they are trying to grab that title. I mean, the goat right now, like, is Drake, like it or not? It is no, and that's why. That's why when for like for all the dogs dropped, I was so mad at everybody trying to drag it because I'm like y'all are gonna drag it, but it's going to be in the top five. So the yeah. math is not I mean, adding I'm up. I'm not a fan of the project. You didn't like it? No, I'm. I'm not like. I'm not tweeting about it though, and like dissing on it. Or you didn't like it as a whole, or like you didn't. I like some of it, but like. Okay. I mean, it's not okay to I me. It's not no like CLB. It's not no views. Yeah, I don't. But I like it. I think it's. I think it's okay. I guess I was ex- I was I guess I was expecting a different type of project. Like honestly, never mind. <laughs> mm. That's one of my least favorite projects. No, I I don't know. I was I, I was honestly expecting more of a Scorpion, like a hard hitting album. Hmm. Okay. Um, for all the dogs, like, and honestly, the the album should be for all the females. Yeah. Did like, you see that uh, that viral tweet that was like it was like analytics of like what the album like breakdown of what it was, and it was only like thirty three percent for the dogs yeah and it was mainly about women yeah 100 percent. but like you know drake you know he kills with whatever he does and he's relevant with whatever he does and i think that's gonna be a thing for a while you know because he doesn't even have to put shit out to still i mean he's drake like yeah right no he could take he could take is a hiatus he my, yeah and- is he my favorite artist no but do i think he's the top, yeah. I think he's biting Smino's look. With that hair, yeah. <laughs> For but sure. But like Drake will change his look up with, you know. Yeah, he yeah he's gonna do whatever he wants to do because he's Drake. His son's song was atrocious, and that wasn't his son's fault. And I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm sorry for Adonis for having to do that. Yeah. Some it, of the lyrics were just like, it, I I appreciate Drake doing that for his son if his son wanted to do that. But like the some of the lyrics were like, I was like, yo. It gets stuck in my head, but I don't like it there. He just said some like parental shit, and I'm like, "This little ass kid." That's yeah, crazy. but oh, I mean, yeah. like his life's different no matter what. He's Drake's son. Oh, he's gonna be an asshole. 
Not, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I think Drake could, you know, I could see Drake being a good father and raising. Well, a I'm man. not saying that it's a. It has to do it's with Drake's about parenting. It does I'm, though. Like that's exactly. Well, I'm saying that he's, he's not gonna be an asshole if he's raised right. He's gonna be an asshole. For well, then sure. that means he wasn't raised right. Drake, I think you can do it. If you're listening, I know you're, <laughs> I know you're listening right now, Drake. I know you never miss an episode, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Adonis is gonna be a good. Aubrey dude. Graham is definitely. He's got me. Yeah. Right on his. Of course. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I think that. Adonis, you got this, buddy. <laughs> I think Adonis. It, it's gonna be crazy to see like him. I hope he's not an asshole. I hope. I hope he's. I hope he's. Uh... I think he's gonna be an asshole in the way where it's just like when somebody grows up rich, like they just. You can you can make him the most loving and caring person. He can you know he can do great things. He can do loving, caring things for people. I've met some wonderful people that were that grew up rich. Right. Not the majority of them. Like you're right about but that. But like, but I've raised met some great people like that. Drake rich. Yes. For real? Yes. I don't know nobody who grew up that rich. Yeah, I do. Well, you live in LA now. No, so. no, no. Like they're from Wisconsin actually. Oh. They live in LA too, but they're from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. LA is still tied to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm talking like oil rich, like, and they're lovely people. Introduce me. Do they have? <laughs> Do they have what? <laughs> Do they have a son? Do they have no, somebody my age? No, they have a daughter. That uh, is a very talented okay. artist as well. But I'm not gonna. Not plugging them. Mention right that when I'm talking about how much money they got. So that's that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of money, okay, I want to <laughs> talk about the blue check. Okay. So it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I see people around me and some of those people might listen to this and get a little upset with me, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't fucking, I don't want it. I, I don't want it. If I know that you bought it, I think that it's comical. You know, what's funny. I have a funny story real quick. Yes. Um, sorry, Mondo. I got to tell the story. So, Mondo, like we've been trying to get Mondo verified for a while, just like submitting it the normal way and everything. Yeah. And um <laughs> literally this new the new shit came out where you could buy it. Yeah. One week later, Mondo got actually verified. <laughs> like That's actu- fucked up. Like he got actually verified. Yeah. Like a week after that shit came out. But now it looks like he bought it. Yeah, I mean, but like he's big enough to where it's like you can believe he's verified. Yeah. Like he's doing big shit. But yeah, it's funny as hell. Like he he just like he just like texted me like, dude, I don't even know how I feel about this. Yeah, because <laughs> like, well, because now bro. it's like there's, I mean, yeah. not with him, but with like there's just like like if you if you just pop up with it. Now, okay, well here's the, here's the thing. It protects your page, as a yeah. lot of people's pages are getting taken because people say you get fifty thousand followers. Right. Your page is worth money. Yeah, easily. Like you can sell that to a brand or something. Now. Hackers and shit know this, so they're gonna fucking potentially go after that. And so when you get that verification and you do that, when you buy it now, that mm-hmm. comes with like protection and all that. So that's the like, if you're a brand, fucking who cares, buy it. Right. If you're a podcast or a news outlet or whatever, but like if you're as your personal shit, don't buy that. That shit's whack. It's whack. It's whack. Don't buy that. But you know. If you do buy it, like, who can, I don't really care, honestly. Like, well, yeah, like, I'm obviously, I mean, this but is just... But if you want to protect your page, like, I get it. If you're if you're an influencer and you're, like, somebody that's that... Aspiring. Yeah, like, it's not, like... I guess you have to be okay with people knowing that you bought it. Oh, yeah, if I bought that shit, I'm going to own up to it. 
I mean, it's just easy to tell. And then, like, as long as you're cool with it, like, yeah. do what you want. Like, and it does protect your page. So I'm not going to, I guess I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I have a strong opinion on it. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. I think you were hoping I did too. Um, no, I just, I don't know. It does I, protect your page. So, like, that, you know. Because I, I love Instagram. Instagram's like my favorite social media platform. It's your resume too. It's exactly, it's my resume. I work in social media. Um, it's everybody's resume that's like, Right, but like no, I, it's my five. resume on multiple accounts. So like, because I run multiple business accounts. Mm. So not only is because my own personal Instagram, which when I apply to a new job goes on private. <laughs> um, yeah. But the business accounts I run, like it's all my resume. So when something flops, when something, you know, just doesn't do the numbers I needed to do, like that hurts, like my potential, like. like not necessarily. I think. I don't think your views and stuff really matter if you have content that shows it was a good event or a good something that you did. You'd think. I mean, I know. I don't get views and all that. Like, I don't even. I, I mean, don't like post for the like shit. the for the businesses I run. I mean, people. I'm have, talking about for you. Oh, for my own personal shit. Nah, I don't give a fuck. But that's your resume. Yeah. No, that is my resume. In but the, in the in this industry, that's your resume. For the music industry, yeah. 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 So. Like, what I'm saying is, like, it doesn't matter how good, like, a video does or a picture does. Like, post the cool things you're doing. Make sure you get good content of it. And that way, when people go and look at your page, because say you email somebody, they don't respond. They still might look at your Instagram page, and maybe that's why they don't oh, respond. I put it in everything. I literally but send my Instagram to everybody. Yeah, well, that's... it's. It's a little raunchier. That's why when I apply to like a like if I'm gonna try to do a different businesses social media, I, I don't mean private. your resume for applying for anything. No, yeah, no, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like when I'm trying to do something when it comes to like the music industry or like just yeah. anything in the creative realm. Then it shouldn't really matter how raunchy it is. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, who? I mean, unless you're talking about like radio, like Milwaukee or something. Like then, yeah, nothing wrong with radio Milwaukee. You're just. You know, I feel yeah. like hip hop blogs or like shit like that aren't going to care that you. That's true. Post your, you know, your going out outfits. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So, yeah, sure. Some places will. But like, you know, I just get so wrapped up in like when I run like the businesses I run uh, their social media accounts. Like when those don't do well, like I, I genuinely beat myself up about it so bad even though it is good content but then like i can kind of well then there's obviously something you're doing wrong or you're not being consistent enough okay damn you my boss now no i'm giving you <laughs> advice <laughs> or it people just don't want to see the special i don't know no 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 that's not it okay Trust me. <laughs> it's but that's really not it you just got to find the right audience there are so there's millions and millions and mi hundreds of millions of people using these platforms there are people that want to tap into what you're doing or that would like it. It's just finding them, and that's the hard part. And But a lot of people give up through that process because it's fucking hard. Yeah. It's hard as shit. It, it's consistent content, like having shit in the bank consistently, like content in the bank to consistently yeah. pull out. And that's why I'm a big fan of uh, doing camps, whether that's artists or content creators, where you lock in, get an Airbnb with a bunch of creators, and you make... A month's worth of content and then you shoot it all there in that weekend or five days or week however long you want to do it and then you make a whole rollout plan and then you're set for a month of content 
yeah, I wish I had the funds to do that. Yeah, but like when you pull people together to do it, it's it's the cheapest way to go do that. Hmm. Well, more good advice. I'm happy to give you more advice Riley. later. <laughs> I'm maybe not like on the pod though, because no, I need I know, it for my notes. For sure, I got Everybody you. else don't need to hear this. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, but okay, I think we're we're about we're ready to wrap up. So, do you have anything you want to sign off with? Um, thank you for having me. Of course, um, anytime. Maybe more than like two days notice, but anytime. Yeah, no, I'd love to come back on when it's bigger because it will be if you stick with it. Planning on it. Stick with it. Keep doing shit. If I can help in any way, I'd love to. Um, If I need you to plug some stuff, I'm going to come to you because I know this channel is going to be big. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, uh, I'll let you know how Gangsgiving goes. Um, Yes, please do. Gang management and all those guys. Looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I guess the next time you hear from me, you'll hear how that went. I'm excited. All right. All Thank right. you, everybody. <laughs> All right. This has been Hard to Please with Eva V.